Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Now, I know, I know, I know that I always say I'm excited when we have a guest expert in the studio to record an episode of the podcast, but I am particularly excited today because it's such a new one for me. This is actually the first time we've had a guest expert on the show who I don't personally know that well. Um, so our guest expert this week is Francis Quinn, and it's someone I've connected with in the past and sort of we've been aware of each other, but never really gotten to know each other. So when I put out a call out for people to come on the show and share some of their story and their background and their expertise, it was really cool to see Francis fill out the, the form and to see what she wanted to speak about. And the topic she chose was you know, leadership, mindset and performance. And I think that's so powerful. And as I said, I'm particularly excited because I'm going to be connecting with Frances and getting to know her just as much as you are throughout this episode. Um, I'm coming in with a very clean slate. So I'm a massive believer that every single person has value and something they can contribute and bring to the table and share. So I'm very keen to see that in practice and in action. I'm very keen to connect with Frances more and hear more about her perspective on these amazing topics. And I'm also very excited to see what value and gems come up in our conversation, in our interview, for you guys to apply to yourself and your own life in order to live a life of success and fulfillment. So with that said, let's get straight into it and welcome her into the studio. Okay, and we are live. Francis, thank you for coming into the studio and coming all the way from Sydney for this, actually. I know you're here for other reasons, but it's always a pleasure and an honor to have people in person. Um, I think it's just a much nicer way to connect as we obviously dig into your story and your knowledge and your background on a topic that I'm personally really interested in. I'm really keen to actually hear your insights into it. So I think the best way to start is, as always, giving you the opportunity to introduce yourself and Tell us a bit about why you chose the topic you chose for today and why it means so much to you. Um, and then from there, we'll start digging a bit deeper. So I'll actually hand over to you and let you introduce yourself to all of our listeners. Yeah, sure. Look, thank you so much, Declan. I'm, uh, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here today. Um, so me, my, my life story in a, in a bit of a nutshell, um, I suppose the, the core trigger probably started with at the age of 16, leaving home, leaving school, deciding that uh, it was time for me to go and make my way in the big bad world with all of my infinite wisdom that I had at such, such a ripe age. Um, and uh, that, that was, I suppose, the, the beginning of a little bit of a, of a downward spiral of all of the behaviours that... Uh, young people when they're out on their own uh, start to to get involved in and and so I lost myself down a few negative rabbit holes um, and then in my mid-20s I managed to kind of lift myself back up out of that and decide that wasn't the path I wanted my life to take permanently um, uh, and and started to, to develop skills around how I uh, continued to grow as a person and let go of the negative sides of my life and get, let go of all of the all of the traumas and all of the drama that um that was surrounding me during that time um and and that then I, I suppose was was the beginning of the journey of figuring out how to manifest and how to be the best version of myself and how to continually uh shed the layers of uh, of, of the barriers and the, the protections and the bubble wrap and all of the stuff I'd wrapped around myself to make life bearable and to make mm. life livable. Um, so 
and and that then I suppose all culminated in in a in a pretty big life event at, at age thirty five ish, where um, for the first time ever I made the decision to uh, put myself first, yeah. and and I just kind of went right. That's it. This is what I choose for my life. Yeah. Um, which which prompted. Uh, ridiculous success from a business perspective and uh, the, the last sort of three years of my life where I finally found myself, right, mm. and, and uh, or at least on a journey of continuing to find myself because I don't think that's ever a, a journey you find the end of. But um, uh, every day and, and every experience, I, I, I actively seek opportunities to stretch and push myself out of my comfort zone uh, and and learn more about who I am and who I'm choosing to be, mm. um, and and I've never had uh, a better run at life. Like I'm just so authentically happy and joyful yeah. in in every day now. Um, and uh, where a lot of the the barriers and the layers and the stuff that I was putting up to protect myself previously uh, were, were kind of what I thought I needed. Uh, in order to to keep the people in my life that I wanted in my life, that's how yeah. I would attract people, and that's how you know people would like me because I was being who I needed, who they needed me to be. Yes. Um, what I've actually found is that stepping into my true, authentic self, that like I just I just attract yes. so many beautiful, like-hearted people into my world yeah. um, that that I now have these incredible, authentic relationships with people, which is what I was seeking all along by trying to put on the masks, right? Yeah. So so by taking off the mask, I found what I was looking for by putting them on. Yeah. Um, I suppose it feels more authentic too because they're actually connecting with the real you, right? Like they're not connecting with the mask. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. actually connecting with you as yourself and your authentic self. And yeah. That's what allows that authenticity to come through in that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's, uh, there's genuinely no greater feeling than being loved and respected for mm. who you genuinely are. Yeah. Which so, is so powerful. Yeah. And for those, like, for our listeners, you can't actually um, see this. This is actually the first podcast episode we're actually filming as well. We're going to be putting clips from it up on our Facebook. So you'll be able to check it out there. But you can see, and I'm a big advocate for you. People have a gut instinct these days on when someone's, like, real and authentic and genuine. I think we're seeking that more and more in people, which is a good thing to see. But I know whenever someone goes, oh, there's just people who just seem to have it. Like they've just got it. Yeah. It's not that they were born with it. Like they've done the work to then actually be authentic, to be themselves, to show up authentically. And it's interesting really that you said, you know, I've had the best run in life and here I am so authentically happy because that comes through. Yeah. Like in your body language, in the way you speak, just in your energy that you bring to this room. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts, A, you can give yourself, but B, that you can give your loved ones in the world as a whole. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask, because I, I think it's fascinating, it's a topic, a topic I speak about a lot with people, the difference between success and fulfillment. Yeah. And I believe both are very useful in their own right. Yeah. But I've seen way too many people chasing success at the expense of their fulfillment. And I think you're a really great example of someone who, as you said, by all means is successful and has been quite successful. Um but you're also fulfilled. It hasn't come at the cost no. of other areas of your life and your own well-being. Talk me through that. Yeah, look, um, that's that's a really interesting question, actually. I think the fulfillment comes from uh, the fact that what I'm doing, regardless of the success side, right, the, the yes. dollars or the, the milestones or, or whatever, uh, I, I think it comes from the place of 
I'm genuinely passionate about what yeah. I'm doing. So the fulfillment actually comes. Like, I think I've said to my team three or four times this week, oh, my God, we're so grown up now, right, <laughs> like from a business perspective. So every yeah. little milestone, we implement a new little system in the way we do something and it works and yep. it makes somebody's life better or easier. That is, that gives me a little, you know, giddy little girl giggling moment of going, yay, this is so exciting um, because I, I was able to do create something that wasn't there before mm. and make somebody's life easier and I'm a very I'm very I'm driven by very contribution centric yes. um values uh so so the fulfillment for me comes more from how what I do impacts people than yes. it does how what I do impacts me or the bottom line or uh, the business yeah. right I don't really see it as a business I see it as my life's purpose so I yeah. think the fulfillment comes as I see that growing the same way a parent would get fulfillment from seeing their child becoming a good person. Yes. Right. That's kind of the best analogy I can, uh, I can use to describe the, the difference for me. Yeah. And I mean, it's such a great way to highlight. Um, another thing I know I, I speak a lot about with people is uh, personally, I believe the greatest life we can live is a balance between growing and giving. Oh, if we can beautiful. do both together, that's a beautiful and meaningful life. And yeah. it's interesting, you know, hearing from you that you're so contribution-centric, you've got these contribution-centered values, the, the fulfillment comes from that sense of purpose and drive and, you know, um, meaning yep. behind what you're doing. It, it's about more than just the commercial success of the business, right? Yep. It's about what it actually represents and what it means. I'm curious, if we rewind back to now, it's interesting to me that you said, you know, between six steps, so 16, you move out of home, you know, you're like, I'm going to go off into the world and maybe you go down these um, negative rabbit holes. And it fascinated what you said around the mid-20s, you sort of started to go, this is not the way I want the rest of my life to go. Yeah. How do you get to that moment? Because I know there's people listening to this podcast who go, yeah, that's like, that's where I'm at. I'm at a point where I'm recognizing that I want to change. Yeah. Or maybe they haven't fully recognized it yet, but it's sort of, I like to think life gives us three things. It gives us a poke first, then it'll give us a push. And then if we ignore that, we're going to get a punch. Yeah. And it's like, hey, wake up to yourself. You need to make change. Yep. Um, which one did you get to, do you think? Did you respond to the poke, the push or the punch? Oh, um. Or were you just beaten up and there were multiple punches? <laughs> <laughs> Black and blue. No, uh, that's, a, that's a good question, actually. Uh, I think I went through probably uh, different stages of, mm removing layers of, of unhelpful behavior, right? So the first layer was an addiction to marijuana, yep. um, like morning, noon, night, wake up yep. in the middle of the night, go have a couple of cones before going back to bed. It was yep. what made me normal and, and me. Um, and I, I had a real desire to get rid of that, but I wasn't strong enough to pull myself out of the situation that yes. that was continuing to cause that in my life. So, um, that I, I, I'm a strong believer that the universe has your back, yes. right? That, that whether it's a push, a punch or a poke, um, they'll, it will orchestrate ways for you to, to do what's in your best interest. Yes. Um, and so that actually came through a, a really like, moving away from that came from a, a really painful, I'd probably call it a punch. Mm. My fiance at the time, yes. two weeks before we were supposed to get married said, no, I don't want to get married anymore. Oh, wow. um, so that just was like mm. sucker punched. But in the greatest way possible, that was the trigger for me to say, what am I doing? I don't want this in my life anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and 
it was almost out of spite towards him that I gave it up, right? But yeah. whatever motivation you can you can use and draw on to propel yourself forward mm. is is still helpful. And and so now I look back at that time and go, that was the, he gave me the greatest gift yeah. ever, um, because it, it enabled me to to move beyond that and uh, and find the next layer of my truth self. But then I went down a rabbit hole of like drinking a lot and mm-hmm. you know. Also very unhelpful behaviors and and I'm trying to sort of um, connect with what it is that that moved me out of that phase mm. um, uh, and that was probably like because the, I, I'm not I, I don't sort of uh, I'm not connecting with any big like yes. ouch moments yes. so that was probably more a little bit of a prod right maybe yeah, I'd yeah. learned my lesson yeah, maybe yeah. that was something because I'd uh, dragged myself up out of such a dark place and, and giving up an addiction, cold turkey with no kind of treatment or support or anything like that is not an easy thing to do mm. because I've been through that. Maybe the next phase of letting go of something that was really unhelpful for me was actually a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it was really just about refocusing um, my energies into stuff that was making me happy and yeah. You know, shifting, shifting where where my energy was going, yeah. uh, and probably the people I was surrounding myself with being a, a big part of that as well. Well, it is proving to make a huge difference there. I mean, we've all heard the saying before: you're the average of the five people you spend most Absolutely. of your time with. And as yeah. much as that's a cliched saying, they've scientifically proven it now. Like they've done tests yeah. where they got someone who's never been a smoker in their life and said, for the next thirty days, you're only going to hang out with smokers. Guess what happened? Right? Wow, yeah. really? And so ninety percent people in that test ended up smoking. That's that's. And then they started doing really it with cool. like, okay, well, that's an addictive behavior, so maybe that's you know, putting them on a back foot in the test. But then they started doing tests like, okay, there was one that I love. They reformatted an entire office space. Yeah. So that people who weren't engaged at work or weren't enjoying what they were doing for work were only directly working with people who loved what they did. Wow. And then they waited three months to see what happened. And again, a massive proportion of the people in the test, A, started enjoying their work more, their performance went up, they started becoming leaders in the industry. And then what they do is they then drop them into other groups that were low engaged. And it's so cool that they've been proving now this almost like a tribal effect, mm. you know, like, cause at the end of the day, we are mammals. Absolutely. Um, we learn from those around us. Um, so it's interesting that you can look back and sort of see that and go, yeah, I had some great influences around my life that were helping me. Yeah. Obviously it's still down to you to take the, the action and, and realize that and even with the universe having your back and giving you, you know, the, the prod, the push and the punch, it's still up to us as individuals to, to hear that and to heed that yeah. and to go, okay, I do need to make change. Yeah. Um, and I, I think for me every, and this applies to all of the relationships I've had as well, right? Like I've uh, I've always formed a mask that I needed to, to be the person I needed to be in a relationship in order to make that relationship successful because that was what I perceived I needed to do to get love and all of those things. Yeah. Um, but there, there's always been a part of me that has known that that path wasn't the right one and there's something internally that happens when I'm in a place and I can be in that place for Mm. three years right but when I'm in a place that I know is not the right place for me Mm. there is there is this little whisper that becomes a roar it's so freaking loud I just cannot be in that situation anymore it's physically painful to be somewhere that isn't right yes um and so you know you choose to listen to it over and over again, I chose to listen to it yeah. when it was literally making me ill. Yes. But, um, you know, the, the, that inner knowing is is always there and was always there to push me in the right direction. And it's, do you think that, that getting back in touch with that inner knowing, that whisper, 
is, or whether it waited till it became a raw, yeah. but getting back in touch with that and, and listening to it and following through on it is such a fundamental part of what's made change in your life because I find so many people these days are very ex, we're externally trained. Like yeah. you go to school believing that everyone has the answers outside of us. They're either in a textbook, in someone else, and there's no way we can possibly have the answers within us because who are we to know how to live our own life? Correct, yeah. Right? And, and I see it now. People are now turning to social media looking for their answers. They're turning to television looking for their answers. And what we're losing is the ability to be introspective yeah. and go, hang on, there is this little whisper inside of us. Yeah. Run me through how you started to get in touch with that because I imagine that wasn't straight away there from you moving out of home at 16. No, no, absolutely not. No, I did my best to, uh, you know, all of the drugs and the alcohol yeah. and stuff like that was a way of drowning that yeah. voice, right? Like, no, I don't want to pay attention to that. I mm. want to do what's fun and cool and interesting and what's yeah, going to yeah. fill the void. Um so, look, I've uh, from a fairly early age, from about 18, I, I discovered energy and spirituality yep. and was like, oh, this is really fascinating yeah, and interesting. Yeah. So I always kind of had um, an, one eye on that, and that, that's probably a big contributor to getting in touch with um, that inner voice. Um, I think a lot of people to this answer would probably say meditation, but that's never really been a huge thing for me. What yeah, I've done cool. a lot of is, um, uh, I suppose studying for want of a better term or, or learning and accumulating healing skills. Mm. Um, so, so that's kind of, I've got the really corporate professional business side of me. And then I've got the, the healer and yeah. you know, there's crystals all over my house and I'm trained in Reiki and I'm trained in massage and I'm trained in touch for health. And one day I'll do my yoga teacher training. And so there's that other really holistic side of me. And yes. I think, continuing to follow those rabbit holes is what keeps me connected and grounded to myself. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I get massages regularly. I, I do like chakra clearings yep. and things like that and just make sure that I'm really connected um, to who I am as a person and what my body is telling me. And it's, it's a conscious choice to be self-aware, I think. Yes. Um, uh, and, and I've done, done a f like lots of periods of a tribe, counseling and, mm -hmm. and I ultimately found holistic kinesiology yep. um, as a practice yeah. that I went and did every month where I'd sort of say this is what's going on in my world and yep. I'd somehow connect to a, a pain or a something mm -hmm. within me that it was time for me to let go of and literally just intentionally go and have this session once a month to take a piece of negative and remove yes. it from my life yep. and do that really really um, consciously and actively and now I think that's developed into a level of self-awareness where I can see what's going yes. on. I don't necessarily need to go and have an appointment to yes. do that, yeah. but but where I've become aware, oh, I feel like this. Okay, that's telling me mm. X, Y, or Z, and I've got the skills now to kind of deal with that myself yeah, yeah. Um, and, and let go of all of the, the stuff that, that we accumulate, all of the, the negative stuff we try and protect ourselves with and consciously look to grow beyond that and let go of it all. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, it's such a good way to uh, – I know a big thing that um, Jordan and I and everyone, the whole team at BU teaches is this sort of keys to change that, A, self-awareness first, like what's actually going on. Like yeah. you can't – classic saying is, you know, if what we feel we can heal, right? So it's actually going there and feeling it rather yeah. than just repressing or distracting or covering it up. Absolutely. And then the next step is understanding and going, okay, the problem's never the problem, so what's actually behind this that's yes. driving it? Otherwise, we're just cutting the top of the weed off, putting the dirt over and going, ta-da, we're yep. done. Yep. Um, third step is, you know, acceptance, actually going, this is where I'm at, rather yep. than fighting it head on head 
that's where so many people go wrong. They start to fight their own thoughts or feelings yeah. in the moment. Like you're not going to win that battle. Like you're fighting your own brain. You're going to lose. That's right. But that's to right. go, okay, this is okay that I'm here at the moment. But then yep. the fourth one being, okay, what tools and strategies and techniques do I have to be able to make change yep. and keep that sustainably? And then obviously five, being able to do that in the moment. And it's funny hearing, you know, that that's essentially what you've done. Build that self-awareness, develop understanding by working with other fields and professions and leading into it. Yeah. Um, giving yourself some self-compassion and self-acceptance as well around it. And Most then going, the yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then going, okay, cool. Well, this is how I can change it. Like this is the techniques I can use. Yeah. And I also want to highlight for our listeners, because it's it's a topic we don't really speak about a lot in the podcast, but the idea of a three-dimensional identity and how powerful that is. And how often these days we're trained and conditioned into believing we have to be this one identity and put ourselves in a box, basically. And it's really quite cool because I didn't know this about you before you came in today. Yeah. Um, to see that is that, yeah, as you said, there's this side of me that's a you know, corporate businesswoman. That's what I do. And I love that and I do really well and it. it's fulfilling and it's great. But then there's also this side of me. It's energy and holistic healing and I love that too. And that's equally part of me. Yeah. And I think the more people can develop a three-dimensional identity i mean the classic saying is if we put all the eggs in one basket what's going to happen and that's what people do with their identity it's all in my entire identity could be trapped in my career yep. what happens if that career ends well now you're having an identity crisis yep right or my entire identity is i know for a lot of our listeners i'm a mom what happens when your child moves out of home right and so it's about creating all of these aspects of self yeah that are still authentic and real um, and I imagine that there's a lot of those for you. Like, obviously, we've highlighted two today. Yeah. They're very complimentary. But I imagine that over your time, you've started to go as part of your you know, leadership, performance, and mindset. Ask me questions like, who am I? What do I enjoy? What do I believe in? Absolutely. And I actually, this year, so I sat down and did some strategic planning at the end of last year. And this year, I made a, uh, a, a goal, um, for want of a better term, uh, to learn a new skill every quarter, right? Oh, cool. So to, because... You don't know what you love until you try it, right? Yeah. Um, and and so as a little bit of a self-proclaimed uh, and, and highly aware perfectionist, yeah. um, I had a tendency over my life to go, oh, I really want to learn guitar, pick it up, not great at it, I'll put that down again because I'm not great at it, right? Gotcha. yes. So giving myself a core, like, you know, four skills yeah. to learn this year um and and then sticking to it and accepting that I'm not going to be perfect at it up front but finding yes. things that I love. Uh, the the personal growth that has come from that strategy mm. has just been off the charts. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I actually had uh, had somebody challenge me. I'm sitting here looking at your guitar. Um, I had somebody challenge me to when I, I said that, that the skill I was going to uh, focus on for a quarter was guitar and music. Yes. He challenged me to book myself in for an open mic night. Oh, um, cool. So I'd had my guitar for 12 years and but never really knew how to play a song. Yes. Boy, does that give you some motivation? Yeah. Right. So, but but the big scary goal of the all right, well, I'm going to do something that scares the pants off me. Yes. Um, and then you do it, and you go, oh my god, look at what I was able to achieve in such a short time. You you get the the benefit of that, and you get to face a fear and kind of rise above all of that. It was just yeah. incredible experience, and that's now led to having like much more music in my life, which yes. was actually the point of the goal in the first place yeah. because I love music so much yeah so yeah just like if, it, if it's I'm a big believer that if it scares and excites you it's exactly 
what you should be saying yes to. Oh, that's weird. Have and you seen our video on that pop-up? No, I actually haven't. <laughs> yeah, no, we really like every event that we do, every keynote, every workshop, every retreat, every on, like online course, one of the key things we say is the green light in life is that weird blend of fear and excitement. Yes. It's absolutely. like on one side you're terrified of the change, but yep. on the other side you're also excited by it. Yeah. Um, it's funny to hear that you found that same thing because well, normally when I go to a room, you know, I say, what do you think of fear? And people will go, that's terrible. You know, we're conditioned to believe that if something makes us feel anxious, it's a trigger and we need to back away. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. Like, if, as long as it's balanced by excitement, go. Yeah. And it's funny when we talk to a room, we go think back to somebody. And for the listeners listening to this podcast, do this exercise as well. Think back to some of the biggest decisions you've made in your life that in hindsight were some of the best decisions you've made in your life. They guarantee that if you rewind to about a couple of days, a couple of weeks before the decision, by the decision, I mean the moment you took action on it. A decision doesn't come from thinking about making a decision. It comes from when you commit. And so think about that action, whether it was, you know, proposing someone, being married, leaving a marriage, learning a new skill. Um, I know some of the BU crew today are going cliff jumping, um, so confronting a fear of heights. Uh, Whatever it may be for you, just recognize that in the lead up to it, there was this weird feeling in your body. And it's this weird blend between fear and excitement. And that's the green light. So it's so cool to hear for you that you got that same like emotional response, yeah. right? Where it's like, hey, do this. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I know the, the listeners will be curious too. Because um, I feel like you sort of just baited us with it and then left us with one. I can't let you get away with that. What were the other skills that you did this year? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a good question. Where did I start the year? I, I started learning French. I did a little bit of oh, learning French. Yeah. Um, you know, that discovered that uh, I, can't, I really, really love learning another language, but I, I should be doing that in conjunction with then going to that country and putting it into practice because otherwise it's I kind of like, what's the point? I suppose because then you've got that outcome, right? I yeah. mean, much like the open mic night with the music. Yeah. yeah. Is a, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And from, look, from a business perspective, I've, I've learned so many skills. My, my, my main, the one sort of, consistent thing that's across the entire year is I'm learning to be a CEO not a doer right so that's probably been the biggest learning uh all this year Mm. and I don't know if I can quite call this a skill but but I think uh one of the other things that I kind of count in that bucket of of the the key sort of growth triggers for this year was actually um Learning to believe in myself, yeah. learning to let go of the imposter syndrome, and yes. that's that's actually been one of the most major um, yeah. major kind of shifts for me this year as well. So, um, yeah, that's I don't know if that directly answers your question, but uh, I, I tried to learn burlesque as well, but uh, the class got cancelled. I was very disappointed, so that one's <laughs> going to have to go on the list for next year. Yeah. <laughs> But what cool ones too, and I think it's really cool to highlight that learning a skill doesn't always have to be external. Yeah. It's not always like, okay, I've learned an instrument or I've, you know, learned how to juggle or ride a, you know, unicycle, whatever it may be. Sometimes the best skills we develop are the internal ones, like learning how to step forward and, and, and back yourself and be confident in yourself and learning how to put aside the mask, learning how to be a leader, learning how to... CEO in this case. You yeah. know, I know a few years ago, one of the skills you said you developed was learning how to put yourself first and be okay with that and take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, I think the external skills are, are fun and they're visual and they're e- you know equally important. Yeah. But for all our listeners, don't forget about the internal skills as well. 
Don't forget about the internal challenges because they're the ones that really last and they're sustainable yeah. and long-term. And they're going to drive the change of external ones anyway. 100%. So 100%. What a cool thing to see. You know, I've, man, I'm, just, I'm blown away by how much of our teachings and what we do with people, you know, across the board, be it in podcasts, our, any of our social media channels, any of our coaching programs, any of our live events, the key topics and lessons and takeaways that we empower people with and teach them the skills and strategies to do and implement. Yep. You're like a living example of them, which is perfect. Like the more you talk about, I'm like, oh, there you go. That's something that <laughs> perfect. Um, but I also know that people, when they listen to a podcast, when they listen to anything inspiring or personal development focus, it's so easy to get trapped in the, yes, I'm really pumped up. That was so inspiring. Like I can really connect with her. I love these concepts. And then they end the podcast and go, what the fuck do I do with it? Like, like how do I actually put this into action, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm always a big believer of our, of our guests coming on and going, if I could give three bits of advice to yeah. someone listening yeah. around the topic of, I think it's so beautiful, just, you know, stepping into your authentic self, removing the mask, and a big part of that is mindset and performance, but that authenticity as well, like being in touch with your authentic self. Yeah. You give three bits of advice to people listening on that and how they could begin to action them or implement them. Yeah. What might they be? Gosh, okay, put me on the spot. It's here. the biggest question. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really huge question. Um so look, in terms of, of actions, I think uh I'll 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 just start speaking out loud and or thinking out loud and hopefully something yeah. relevant will come from this. Um I think a relent, relentless pursuit of personal growth has mm. been sort of absolutely key for me. So whether and everybody uh, approaches that differently, whether it's reading books, whether mm. it's learning new skills, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's practicing meditation, right? Mm. So there's, there's lots of different ways you might approach that. Yes. But having a, an attitude mm. of consistently seeking to be somewhere else or yeah. like be that next best version of yourself and yeah. um, never kind of resting on your laurels. For me, yeah. it's actually one of the things I need to learn next is how to be comfortable with the plateau I mean, as well as at. the yeah. the uh, growth phase, yes. right? I'm almost addicted to the feeling of breaking through barriers. Yes. So, um, but, but I suppose first finding that place where you are comfortable looking for the, the stuff to move beyond and then using whatever strategy you apply to, to move beyond that. Yeah. Um, I think being really clear on where you want to be um, yes. and, and so having a vision, uh, we did uh, an activity or I did an activity early in the year to uh, create a vision for my mm. life and I'd never really, I think I kind of had it all up here a little bit but I'd never actually put it on paper so I sat down, I took myself with a notepad to the beach yep. uh, in January and I made the commitment to myself I was not going in the water yep. or leaving the beach so yep. I kind of had a, a reward at the end of it yep. until I had written um, my life vision for the, the 12, 12 key areas of my life right yes. um, so going through that activity or exercise and getting really really clear on what is it I'm actually trying to build and what am I trying to create yeah I did the same thing in business at the end yes. of last year where for the first time I set goals mm. and guess what you set goals and then you take action towards them and then you achieve them right yeah, like yeah. not a not a great big revelation there but it was still something I'd never really invested the time and energy in mm. so the second one is probably take the time to get really clear on where it is you want to go Definitely. um 
And how do I, I express this as an action? Um, I think the, the third thing is about understanding that manifestation happens when your thoughts, your words, and your actions are aligned. Mm. So I can say um, that I want to lose weight yeah, and I can go to the gym so my actions are there and I can tell everybody these are my goals. But if yeah. I'm still in the looking in the mirror and yes. saying the wrong thing in my head, if my yes. true inner belief mm. isn't there, then I'm going to self-sabotage in yes. some way or other. Yeah. Right? So... So, so the, the key to manifestation is those three things being in alignment. Mm. Um, so, uh, I, I suppose the action there is, um, almost like an internal audit, making mm. sure that if I'm, if you're not seeing the results that you want to see towards those goals that you've set, well, where are your thoughts or your words or your actions yeah. not supporting you in achieving that? And yeah. where are you inconsistent um, or where, where are you saying one thing to one person and one thing to another, right? Because then you're confusing the universe. It can't give you what you want if you're not really, really crystal clear yeah. and consistent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just just making sure you're always aware of, of how you're using your power of manifestation and, mm. and where you're you're actually setting yourself off path. Definitely. And so, yeah. so powerful. And I, I just want to loop back to the first one. You know, you mentioned that, being on that relentless pursuit of personal growth yeah, um, and then learning to balance that out as well with like appreciating, enjoying the plateaus and the downtime and where you're currently at. Yep. Um, and I think it's been my own realization and journey as well, working with my coach over the last about a year to go, okay, how do I love and value who I am now while striving for my next best self? Yes. And I, I think I heard it once said, and this is the part where I went, oh, that's what I'm doing. It was, <laughs> Those who are addicted to the breakthrough, like breaking through barriers, yeah. will end up putting their own barriers in front of them when the world doesn't, because they have to have a barrier to break through. Yes. And I was like, oh shit, that's what I do. And <laughs> when life's not giving me a barrier, I'm like, well, time to create problems, <laughs> and then I'll break through them. Absolutely. And as soon as I learn to value when things are going well and things are going nicely, and there's a smooth section of life, yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah. There's a lot less barriers around lately. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm not making them. <laughs> I kind of see it as a bit of like yin and yang, right? Yes. There's always a little bit of yang and yin, yes. and there's always a little bit of yin and yang. And so it's, you know, it's not becoming addicted to everything is marvelous and wonderful yes. and then getting completely thrown off course when something bad happens. Yes. It's like there's got to be a little bit of both every day, and we wouldn't appreciate the good without the bad and vice versa. Yes. So, um, lovingly accepting the challenges mm. as much as we lovingly accept the beauty yes. is critical and and knowing that one day can be one and one day can be other and one day can be a bit of both and it's just all exactly perfect as it as it is yeah it's kind of the mindset that i'm working on fostering yeah, yeah. so <laughs> powerful once again Thank you so, so, so much for coming in. I mean, I've personally loved this and it's actually the first, as I said before we started, first podcast interview I've done where I really didn't know you that well before we started. I personally feel so much more connected to you and closer to you as a result of this. Yep, me too. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners will be going, man, like that resonated with me, like that got me. Uh, if anyone did want to like connect with you, reach out to you and, and continue this journey in terms of like just being in your world in some way. Yeah. How would they best go about doing that? Oh, look, I'm on I'm on Facebook and, and not not as often Instagram, but yep. uh, yeah, so Francis Quinn on Facebook, that's 
that's me. That's where I live uh, mostly. But uh, yeah, more than happy to to chat to anyone. I'm I'm um, uh, I really really love giving back. One of my personal values is lifting others. Mm. So um, yeah, if if this did really resonate and anybody out there wants to reach out, catch up, have a have a chat online, go for a coffee, whatever. I'm I'm readily available and and love working with people to to see them become the best shiniest versions of them themselves. So amazing, yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, enjoy your time in Newcastle. You thank as well. you so much. So as we wrap up yet another amazing interview on the BU with Declan Edwards podcast, I wanted to highlight that we did not pay Frances anything uh, in any way, shape or form or influence her on what she would say. And it's so amazing. I know I said to you at the start of this episode that I was excited for it because I didn't personally know Frances that well. It amazes me that so much of this knowledge and value she brought to the table and shared align so perfectly with a lot of our teachings at BU and a lot of the strategies and techniques that we help people implement in their life. I really do believe that Frances is a shining example of someone living an authentic, confident, purpose-driven life. I think she's a great example of what BU stands for and what BU means. Um, For her to just be herself and bring her best self authentically to relationships, to her career, to the world as a whole, that's what's making such an impact and that's why she's such a great human being and such a pleasure to be around. As always, I love getting feedback on the show. So if you were listening to this and went, wow, that resonated with me so, so much, make sure you leave us a review. You can do that on, whether you're listening on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a bit of a comment. You can leave it on Spotify by uh, favoriting the podcast. You can leave it on Anchor by favoriting as well and pressing the little star button until it's gold. Reviews really do make the difference in the world for us and it really helps us make a bigger impact to people globally. Also, you're probably listening to the episode thinking, I know someone who would really benefit from hearing this. What I encourage you to do is share it with them. Give them the gift of the knowledge and the techniques and the takeaways that we offered in this podcast and give them the gift of personal growth. The best way to do that is by sharing the podcast on your social media channels. Make sure when you do, you use the hashtag BeYouWithDeclanEdwards. I love interacting with you guys. I love reaching out and answering any questions that you have and building a community around what we're doing with BU. So once again, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Thank you so much for investing in yourself. And you know how we do it here. You know how we wrap it up from the bottom of my heart all the way out to yours. Be empowered. Be exceptional and be you.